Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome. This is the Podcaster Community Show, short conversations that are not just about podcasting, because as I always say, I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Jam Mayer. Welcome, Jam. Thank you for connecting from tomorrow. You're on the other side of the globe from me. (laughs) (laughs) Kia ora. That's all I'm going to say, Craig. And thank you again for the opportunity to have me today. Um, If you're anyone's curious listening to this episode i am in auckland new zealand and yes it is tomorrow midday midday oh i love it um i just often say it's a miracle this works at all halfway around the world literally around the other side of the magical ball that we all call home um so people might have to bear with us because there's a bit of a delay well imagine that so grumpy because there's a half second delay. so sometimes you and i are a little like i tell a joke and i'm like i don't know if she's gonna laugh and it comes back. Um, and we're running with the video off to try and keep this a little more stable. But anyway, um, we were discussing before I hit the big red button, we were talking about all sorts of things. We were talking about uh, technology and talking about different kinds of technology mediums like communicating in person. Uh, training is your wheelhouse. Uh, talking about communicating via audio only with video. And I'm wondering if you can remember when you first realized, because you said to me before we started recording, when you first realized that you enjoyed doing in-person training the most, as opposed to like live radio or podcasting or recorded video, like, do you recall when you realized that? Um, <laughs> I really don't. Um, I mean, I am comfortable with digital training, meeting with Zoom and all that. It's just, I guess I feel the energy more when I have 20, 30, 50, um, I think my biggest audience, well, with public speaking and conferences, I just feel the energy. I can mm-hmm. connect more versus obviously seeing, let's say, 50 squares on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I do prefer that. So, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's just more energetic. I I've guess. often wonder, you know, you, you talk about, I always joke, make the joke about the Hollywood squares, like, but that's a dated joke. But when you're in Hollywood squares mode in a video call and you have all those little pieces, um, sometimes I wonder if uh, part of what is, I don't want to say annoying, but part of what's difficult about that is I think that people hold themselves to a higher bar when they're in the room with you. You know, like 50 people sitting in a room, they are going to usually at least feign paying attention, but there's something about being in the Zoom calls that people just forget that the other person can see them. I don't know if you have that same read about <laughs> calls or if you are if you're, have a different take on that, uh, but sometimes I feel like, yeah, you need to turn your video off if you're not even going to try, I, I don't, the, you know, the, the attendees. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, you know, since you've... Uh, I was going to say face, but that sounds negative. Since you've faced large groups in person and in Zoom uh, grids, if your thoughts about how the attendees show up or how they think about their appearance? Well, I'll I'll answer that question based on, um, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, in in terms of generation. And this is- We're recording. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is based on hard data. There you go. That's my- (laughs) Uh, just to be safe. Um, no, but but seriously, based on experience and again, data, the behaviors I've seen is quite interesting in each generation. And I don't want to go through, you know, what generation you are at and so on. But let's start with the video call or Zoom. 
I've had say for example, my partner's daughter is about um she's she's like 10 11 right and mm-hmm. when they have their classes online zoom classes what's interesting is that yes the teacher who is in another obviously from a different generation requires them to turn on the video for attendance purposes or whatever or to check if they're listening but see the problem <laughs> the there room. is there's yeah, exactly. Are you here? <laughs> Is that your mom attending your class? But mm. anyway, long story short, it's it's really there's a little bit of a disconnect because there's that expectation from a generation that says you have to show yourself on video. But the digital natives, they're so used to it that they don't even have to look at the video because they know they don't care. They're so comfortable with the medium that yes, they're listening. It's just that you can't force these children to go, I am going to look at the video. Unless, of course, they're an influencer or they're recording a TikTok video and so on. That's another. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Um, for, for the older, older generation, for example, then obviously it's really, I have to put on makeup. I have to make sure that the video is on. I have to make sure, oh, you're so rude if your video is not on. And there's in the middle, some say, well... I just want to do audio. It's just a meeting or whatever. And I'm just an attendee. So it's a hundred people in here. So why do I have to turn on the video? So what's interesting to me is the different behaviors. And what I've seen in terms of pattern is it depends on how old you are (laughs) or at least how, how old you think. Cause I always think I'm a millennial, even though I'm not. (laughs) But yeah, that brings up a good point about um, the, that different people, you know, age-wise speaking, different people may be used to relying on cues that are, I'm going to say like off the primary point. Like if we're, if we're all learning mathematics, it really shouldn't matter. Um, we'll all agree. We, we'd all agree. It doesn't actually matter how old the students are or what race they are or what their religion is. But for some reason, older people and myself, I'm calling myself out, tend to think that people who appear to be engaged are probably more likely to be learning. And, and that kind of calls into question like the, hmm, maybe that's actually a mistake. Maybe what I should be doing is saying, well, why are, you know, the whole, why are we even doing this as a live interactive thing? Why don't I just record the lecture or send out the outline or send out the notes or whatever? Um, so it's, I think it's kind of a two-way opportunity for both um, maybe the older people who are the disgruntled that people are not engaging the way they wish they would. Maybe that's an opportunity for us to look at the medium and go, wait, why did we choose this medium? Why did I choose a video, a video medium? Do we really need video? Do we need two-way video? Um, but then that's exactly. No, in person yeah, no, 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 totally agree. In person is so great. <laughs> yep. It's, 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 it's really interesting. And, and I mean, I've, I've trained all my life and that's my passion and whether it's video or face-to-face and audio, I mean, to your point, it is really dependent on the person's learning style. I mean, we we learn differently. So choosing the medium, of course, we can't really say, hey, Jam, you go for a video. Craig, you go for video, <laughs> audio, or whatever. I want mine I mean, not unless right, there's a technology. Right. Yeah, it's not that yeah. binary. It's not that clear cut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes, technology. Um, um, can I just say... I excuse me. The other thing that I've I've noticed is 
Are you into online communities? I think you are because you have your own online community. Um, I have a I question think it would for depend you. On, online. I think we'll, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me your question. Give me your question. Yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, how are you, are you really comfortable with the forum kind of thing or um, not? It, it depends That's- on the platform. So I'm super comfortable in what I would call online spaces of pretty much any type. Um, I find that oh, I'm not, I mean, not going to put dates out, but in the beginning, um, we were limited by what the platforms could even do. And I got really comfortable in plain text. I got really comfortable in um, uh, asynchronous, like synchronous, but really slow, like email or asynchronous, you know, but it still takes a couple seconds between what I type and what you type, like relay chat and things like that. Um, so I'm really comfortable in those mediums, but I'm also comfortable in spaces, you know, where there's video or where there's, you know, a Facebook group or, um, so f- I think I didn't really realize how much effort it takes in any of those spaces for me to actually engage. Um, and lately, you know, maybe like in the last five years, I've been more intentional about which platforms I choose to engage in, but not because of the, of the medium, um, but because of why I was there. So I've, I've moved away from, or I've chosen not to go into, well, I moved away from long ago, like from Twitter, for example, it's just, it, it isn't, I, it wasn't a space where I felt like I was going to create something and engage <clears throat> and get something out of it that corresponded to how much time I'd have to put in to be good at it or to be visible at it. Um, so I would say I'm comfortable in online spaces and it's just a question of like, yeah, do I want to put in the effort to be in the space, to show up in that space? Um, in like an honest, you know, okay, I'm here to contribute and I'm not here to be a consumer type thing. Um, if that answers your question, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. And and there's a reason for me to ask the question because there was um, another beha- well, type of behavior that I've, I've noticed is that <laughs> not a lot, and we're both comfortable with forums and communities because I, <clears throat> excuse me, I am in Discord and as you said, Facebook groups and et cetera. We've just recently finished sort of a UX study internally. Um, and what's interesting with the result of that little mini study um, or group is that a big part of the group or a big chunk, well, maybe most. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. What we found is that they're not actually comfortable. They were expecting like a one static page to tell us exactly where to go. Unlike mm-hmm. us, when we go to a forum, like let's say Reddit, I don't know if you've used Reddit, for yeah, example. Yeah. I log in, <laughs> it's crazy there. Um, yeah. I think that's the easiest Reddit's like a ever. cocktail party on a good day, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just finding my tribe, where is it? Okay, hang on. Okay, there's too many conversations going on. Um, I think it's great for, for people who just like me, who's probably, I'm, I'm, I've just self-diagnosed myself as having ADHD. <laughs> My partner just told me last night, I think you have the symptoms, um, not symptoms, but I think you're autistic too. Anyway, <laughs> just a sidebar. Um, How'd that um, conversation turn out? Yikes. No, it was, it was, it was, I was smiling and stuff. It's, it's interesting to me. Anyway, that's another story maybe for another recording. Um, but anywho, it's, it's interesting that, that, that group has said, well, 
I got lost. I don't know where to go. And you know for a fact when you join a com- uh, sorry, company, uh, a forum or a community, for example, like your right, podcast community, space, yeah. there is the homepage, so to speak, where all the feed comes in. And they go, well, can we have a static homepage so we know where to go? What? Are you- yeah. Right. Anyway, just wanted to share that. And to the audience and to you, whoever is going to listen to this. So it's, it's well, just it brings up a good thing. point about, um, uh, and like, uh, you, you make a good point about, so that you're talking about the podcaster community that the show is like the adjacent to, and yeah, there's actually a way to do that in discourse. It's a generic feature of discourse platforms. You can change what the homepage is when one logs in and arrives and, and I'm not, I'm not pushing back about your question about can we have a static page, but I th- what I say is it points to some people are, I'm going to say, um, the type of people who bend their environment. So they, like I walk into any new platform and the first thing I do is pop open the preferences and go like, well, what are the knobs that are available here? Like, do I have control over X, over Y, over Z? And um, some people all walk into any new space and they're just like, they, they want to just sort of like, look, you know, they, they walk up on the pool deck and they kind of want to stand around looking like they're swimmers, but they're not in the pool. And then other people are just like, oh, well, you know, I'm rearranging the deck chairs. I'm rearranging everything. And I, I think that mindset really makes it hard for people who have the mindset of not wanting to poke at the thing. They're, maybe they're afraid they're going to break it. Maybe they don't have the time. Maybe they get confused. But people who don't want to lean into it, that makes it really hard for people who run or build the communities because a lot of times the thing that you're looking for is like two clicks away. Um, and that's one thing that I found about the podcaster community. Um, we we like have a greeters group and we reach out to the new people directly and we were like, usually the question I ask is, was there anything you tried to do but couldn't figure out? And people will often be like, oh my God, I could not figure out how to do X. And that'd be like, oh, there's a button for that. I've clicked it for you there. Now it's done. So it's that challenge of is, you know, the people listening is one, the type of person who, you know, sort of like barges into the room and like, well, where's the water fountain in the bathroom? You know, they just like make yourself at home. Or do you feel like you should be able to sort of slip into the side? And it's really tricky to build a community space that can cater to people who don't have the urge to like click and poke it. Not that that's one distinction that I see a lot of. And I, I'm not saying one is right and one is like one type of person is right and one type of person is wrong. It's just a really challenging, really challenging for community spaces to cater to both of those kinds of people at the same time. No, totally agree. And and that was that was really an interesting study. And I just found out like yesterday the results. And it's just, ooh, hmm. let me take note of that. Um because as you said, well, again, it is user experience. So it's it's right. gold. It's gold insight, at least for me. I mean, anyway, I just wanted to put it out there, something thought-provoking <laughs> stuff that I just <laughs> learned. And hopefully our, you know, your listeners would actually go, hmm. Well, yeah. it does speak to some of the challenges that podcasters would face Um I don't like. I don't get asked for podcasting advice a lot. I mean, compared to the average random human, a lot, but not in the grand scheme of things. And one of the things that I always point out when I'm asked is to say it's really hard. By which I mean it's basically impossible to get people who are listening to podcasts to change mediums. And and this 
sort of begs the question of if a person listening to a podcast is like Craig, I poke at stuff. So if I like the episode, I flip open the episode notes in my podcast player. I push the link to go to your website. I follow, there's a URL connected to every podcast episode. I go there, I'm on Google and I'm searching and other people may be the passive listener. And, and they're just like, if it isn't in the audio, they're not going to do it. And I, I think that is a, there's a similar problem there for podcasters who imagine I'm going to make a show. There's going to be a lot of people listening and that's going to somehow magically, those people are going to turn into customers or blog readers or TikTok followers. And I, I think it's really, this is like in that vein of pointing out that some people are very proactive and some people either by their nature or by choice are very passive about how they interact with any medium. Yep. Exactly. And of course, it ugh, there's just, just, just a lot more. I mean, there's, text, <laughs> there's audio, there's video. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, there's just too much technology out there. And, and, and that's, I guess, something that I've always loved experimenting on is how do we actually engage more effectively or at least best communicate our message, whatever that may be in a medium where our tribe or our audience is actually at, and they're going to engage. Mm. Um, that is a big question. <laughs> it, it makes me wonder, are there things that, you know, I don't know who's listening to the show. I know my mom doesn't listen, but I don't know who's listening to the show, <laughs> but I'm, I'm wondering, are there things that, that um, maybe you've seen, you know, I'm thinking like, uh, maybe things you've seen your customers do and then you've had suggestions for them or things you've seen just in, and you've been in a space, maybe you're watching someone else give a presentation and because you have presentation skills, you, you're seeing how things are going. But I'm wondering if there are observations you have about how we as podcasters can find our blind spots. Like maybe I'm making episodes and I'm not explaining, like maybe there should be a static piece of introductory at the front and the the power users who poke the tools, they'll skip over it. Or maybe I should be always making sure that I um, try to engage visual learners, even though I'm only doing an audio format. Like I'm just wondering, well, as a presenter or a publisher or a creator, we have to have blind spots. So how do we figure out which mediums we're particularly weak at and maybe how can we like avoid shooting ourselves in the foot? Does that make any sense? Um, I am a, 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 I love experimenting. So <laughs> what I would, if I had the time, um, and I would really love to do this is what, what, what I've observed um, is that creators like ourselves, for example, if you start off as a blogger, so written form, and then they move into podcasting. So obviously, they will have the audio version on the blog. And it's it's basically having or giving the chance to the readers mm -hmm. or listeners or whatever. Hey, if you feel like reading something, because you just don't feel like listening to anything, or you have there, you know, there's a reason you can't listen to anything, then here's a link to read X, right? Or if you're a podcaster, hey, with your notes or whatever it may be, then you have a link to something else or the video. So at least if you have those little, I don't know, Cross windows, 
<laughs> I call them windows, windows to the medium that they prefer, then at least from there, and me being a data analyst as well, my geekiness, I would look at it and see, oh, okay, so my tribe is actually in the audio side of things that I'll create more on the audio and so on and so forth. And I don't know if that answers your question, but that is the biggest pattern or behavior I've seen so far with creators like ourselves. Um, the result of that, I'm not sure. I don't have an answer. So, Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it answers my question, but I'd be surprised if you had hit that one. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm thinking is it's interesting. It's always interesting to hear other people's perspectives on strange things I grammatically form into questions, but really aren't clear cut <laughs> questions in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I'll just take an idea and put a question mark on the end of it. Um, but I think your ideas give people something to think about for different mediums and different ways to put content out there. Uh, yep. I hate to say it, exactly. but I'm watching our time tick away. Um, I don't think you have actually said the name of, so if people would like to get in touch with you and learn more about you or your work, how can they reach out to you? What's your preferred medium to reach you particularly? Um, LinkedIn perhaps is my favorite platform at the moment. So all they need to do is just Google me really just type in my name and, um, my LinkedIn profile cross fingers and toes will show up on page one. <laughs> I did find it on page one. Yes. <laughs> I oh, did fantastic. that. And it was okay. <laughs> I just did a test. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. All right. Jan, um, I think well, this medium. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Yeah. I was going to say thanks for taking the time and uh, have a great rest of your, oh, it's evening for me. A great rest of your afternoon. Thanks. Thank you too. Have a good night and weekend.